Hey guys, what's going on? This is your boy Christian Israel and you are tuned into the New Creation Capital Podcast, a place where we discuss what happens in the world today where we talk about stories that focus on current events, the stock market, and of course digital assets. This is a new you, a new future, and a new creation. It is finally May. We have made it through another month, everybody. Happy May 1st. Today is Friday, May 1st. I need to say happy birthday to my little baby girl. She turns 10 years old today. She is a decade baby, so happy birthday to you, baby girl. We are in episode 37 right now, guys. If you haven't had a chance to catch yesterday's episode, which was actually a little mini movie, and if you go here on YouTube, you can see right here, episode 36, XRP in 2020, the case for the powers that be this is just a little bit of a movie so it's not just um, going through articles like I normally do but it is a movie and so just by looking at it it starts just like this I just I, just, I feel I like, like I almost have, have to give a trigger, trigger warning, warning here, here if there are any Bitcoin, Bitcoin maximalists who wander into the room some of this material may be a bit triggering for them. them boom so I don't know I have my big speaker on here so I don't know if that rebounded into the channel or not if it did I'm sorry uh, when you now go here, you can actually look here and join our new creation cronies telegram group. It's open and I will and this is something now because a lot of people have asked me just about basic information, also about basic trading information is a place where we do signals and move and I just kind of talk tell people what I'm doing for trading. It's never financial advice and my financial advice is if you're if you can't do it on paper, don't do it in real life, right? So that's basically my financial advice. But that's a place where we can come and connect with us just like you can connect with me on YouTube. We are now at 36 subscribers. Man, thank you guys so much. This channel started a month ago. It started 37 episodes ago. So that's pretty awesome. Thank you guys so much for your support. Again, when I get to 100 subscribers, I will be giving out a Nano Ledger S because I do have an extra one. And I just want to give you guys a shout out and a thank you. If you are currently listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Play, Pocket, Radio Public, Spotify, or the Anchor platform, thank you guys so much for listening on your favorite platform. You can partner with us or message with us on the Anchor platform. And of course, you can find all of our information on PublishOX at the new creation podcast which is a crypto based podcast you know what's funny as i do this i never thought as i watch other people's that i would be doing this whole long intro all the time but now i understand it's important because a lot of people want to know where they can find me and i always have a new listener so thank you guys for tuning in with me today and thank you for all the people by the way who have also hit us up on twitter our Twitter is beginning to pop off. We have grown over a thousand followers since the start of this podcast. Um, it is New Creation Cap, a place where you can connect with us and we discuss and I push, I retweet, I do a lot of things. So it is New Creation Cap. And before we jump into today's story, which is fire, today we are talking about, we are going to talk about uh, the 32 crypto bills that are introduced into Congress. We're going to talk about new Ripple partners. We are going to talk about the NASDAQ and digital assets and the R3 platform being partnered with it. And of course, we're going to go over this thing called the stock to flow for Bitcoin. Okay, guys. So of course, let's see here. We are 10 days from the block reward having 10 days, 23 hours, 31 minutes and 50 seconds on the spot. So 
What is the block reward having, guys? That is when the miners, like they mine for gold, you mine for Bitcoin. Right now, each block they mine, they are rewarded 12.5 Bitcoin. But in 10 days, it becomes 6.25 Bitcoin, which means it is increasing, um, decreasing the supply, hopefully increasing the demand. It is supposed to be something that slingshots us to deflation and making more money and Bitcoin being worth more. So we will see how that goes. We will see how that works out. That is the goal of it. We are 10 days, 23 hours, 31 minutes, and 11 seconds from that. So right now at the start of this, we're going to check out what's going on in Bitcoin. Right now, the average price of Bitcoin is 87.64. Just down. We're cooling off. No need to go over percentages. We're pretty much where we were at this time yesterday across the board. But we're just going to give you guys who are listening to this where we are at. Bitcoin right now is at 87.64. Uh, Ethereum's at 210.67. Ripple XRP is sitting, they just got me by saying Ripple there. It is XRP. Ripple is the platform, XRP is the token. Uh, well, Ripple is the creator, XRP is the token. 21.6 cents. Uh, let's see here. E EOS, EOS is $2.83. Tezos is $2.81. Cardano is sitting around 5 cents flat. Stellar Lumen XLM is sitting around seven cents flat. Chainlink is sitting at three dollars and seventy-five cents, guys. So let's jump into this thing for what you guys don't know. So this here, guys, is the stock to flow mentioned and created by Plan B. Normally, I don't talk about this, but as we get closer to the having, I thought this was pretty interesting. Now, here's why it's interesting because what this is, it is a predictive model based on the stock to flow that shows us where we should be, where we will be, and what it's predicting in the future. And so you see this, it kind of moves up where we're actually going. And then this line here, that little blue line is the pace that we go. Now, I was just looking at this the other day. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I thought it was interesting. Now, here's why I thought it was interesting. Am I going to be able to zoom in on this? Yep, here we go. Here's why I thought it was interesting. Because as I zoomed into this spot yesterday... Oh, I think it's not going to, there we go, here we go. As I zoomed into this spot yesterday, I saw something interesting to me. Let's see if I can zoom in. Here we go. Come on. All right, as I saw yesterday, so this is here, uh, April 24th or 29th, May 1st. And that blue line indication right here actually says where we should be, right? This is the stock to flow based on the year model, 365 days. When I came over here and looked right there, it was directly, look at that right here. It's directly exactly where we were yesterday at 86.37 at the end of the day. And the stock to flow price was 85.93. That is crazy accurate. Okay. That is crazy, crazy, crazy accurate. And that's how close it was yesterday. So based on this predictive model and it hitting right on the end of April, right where we should be, even though we were way down here. We still made our way right to where we're supposed to be. Now, is that a self-fulfilling prophecy at the end of the month? I don't know. But to me, I just thought that was insane. So let's see what this thing predicts about what is getting ready to happen. So if we zoom out of this, here we go. So based on this model, they are predicting by the end of May, which is June 1st, to be around $9,593 and at a high of $88,000. <clears> okay, 
And but if you see as this moves, it the average still goes up. And so they're saying by July, here we go, July 1st. Let me see. There we go. Well, July 2nd. Let's let's just do uh there we go. July 4th, Independence Day. We're looking at eleven thousand four hundred dollar Bitcoin or at max eighty-nine thousand. So they're saying that having could take place and then boom, it could shoot up and just be there based on that's that that is a real possibility. Okay, I'm back. I, I hit the escape button there and it shut everything down. So if this video just jumped, I'm sorry. So we were talking about uh what we plan it on being and what the scale of this is, because I had a discussion with this in our Zoom group that we talk about, uh, and someone was like, there's no way this is going up, right? So I just wanted to show you what the prediction here is that by this time next year, we're looking at around $100,000 Bitcoin by 2024. Here's saying a million dollar Bitcoin. This is what this is predicting. Now, I'm not saying I believe in that. I mean, I think that we will get somewhere because you see how this jumps off the map, right? This jumps off the map here. So I believe we do get uh, somewhere up here in this area by neck by by this bull run. I think we absolutely hit a two hundred thousand dollar Bitcoin just based on uh, demand and people jumping in and the hype train before I think it settles back down and we go to between a fifty and a hundred thousand dollar Bitcoin. Now you see here a lot of this time we were under it, but when a bull run happens, you see here. Look at that; it spikes up. So for instance, this was saying you know the model was uh what is that a hundred and fourteen dollars here and it was eight hundred and sixty nine here the model said it's supposed to be a four uh, a five thousand dollar one and it was a fourteen thousand dollar one so if you take that times three here you're looking around two hundred thousand to three hundred thousand dollar bitcoin right there and there so i think it's possible anyway so let's move on to some news uh if you're interested i will put this this is um digitalik.net. I will put this in the description so you can jump in on it, okay? All right. So yesterday, by the way, Ripple released their quarter one market report. I am not going to go through this, um, but you can put it, I will put this in the description. I just don't think there's a need to go. People go over this. If you really, really care about what this says, look through it yourself. Because um, this is just basically their quarter report, like every other company almost in the world, except Zoom or Netflix. These guys did not have a lot of sales in the first quarter because, of course, we saw, we saw, um, as people say, the black swan or what I also like to call COVID-19. Okay, so uh, that's pretty much it. I'm not really going to dive into this. You can look in that as well. But what I am going to go to is here. Here's one of the stories of the day. This is from Cointelegraph, world's first crypto bank ad support for Ripple's XRP. So there is a crypto bank called Signum Bank, which will allow which will allow its users to invest in Ripple's XRP token via their e-banking portal. It says here, let me zoom in so you guys can see. Signum, the first crypto bank licensed by Fin Finma announced on April 30th that Ripple's XRP tokens are now available through its banking services platform. Users can access deposit, exchange, and credit services using the popular digital currency. Based in Switzerland, the bank will now allow the third most capitalized digital token behind Bitcoin and Ethereum to be used by clients seeking to diversify their direct investments in digital tokens. 
in conjunction with other asset management products offered. Signum customers can use deposits in traditional currencies such as the Swiss franc, the euro, the Singapore dollar, and the U.S. dollar to buy and hold and trade XRP tokens backed by the Ripple protocol. So, guys, this is a big deal. Um, it says also, additionally, customers can transfer XRP tokens to their Sigma deposit account or increase the liquidity in traditional fiat currencies with the Lombard loan granted against XRP. Mathis Mbach, co-founder of Signum, praised the announcement and, com <clears throat> and comment commented as follows. We were impressed with Ripple's excellent performance globally. They now have more than 300 financial institutions in their global payments network, RippleNet. The XRP-based solutions development by the company resolve weak spots in the global in the growing global remittance market of $700 billion. The low cost of transfers makes it an ideal tool to facilitate payments in emerging economies. <clears throat> the bank also highlighted that Ripple Protocol provides instant border cross-transfers as a low cost rather than the traditional way of sending money abroad. Signum's customers assets are held in separate highly secure individual portfolios they are available in one click from each customer's e-banking platform accessible anywhere in the world interest in banks towards ripples protocol it's not the first time that a bank incorporates ripples protocol in its operations corn telegraph reported on april 10th that azimo a digital money service partnered with uh, siam commercial bank in thailand to launch an instant cross-border payment service through RippleNet. moneygram said in friday I'm sorry, in February, that it received funds from the blockchain-based payments firm, Ripple Labs, to continue scaling the use of blockchain capabilities in its service. So there you go. There's another bank, another partner. Um, and now here's a, a, an ability for you guys to get into uh, Ripple XRP uh, through Ripple's XRP. Now they got me saying that, right? Through an e-banking uh, e portal system. So this is pretty big for those in Switzerland. So congratulations, guys. Let's talk about another story here. Today's another story here. Congress has introduced 32 crypto and blockchain bills. So this is bullish. Yeah, this is bullish for crypto. Thanks, Jason Brett. Uh, he writes about blockchain regulation and policy. <clears throat> so let's see what he has to say here. And I'm not going to go through this whole thing. But we're just going to talk a little about it. I plan on keeping this, this podcast a little shorter today. So it says here, There appears to be a, no shortage of interest in cryptocurrency and blockchain policy in D.C. as members of the House representatives and U.S. senators have introduced a total of 32 bills in the 116th Congress. Thanks to Facebook's introduction of Project Libra, ongoing efforts to achieve regulatory clarity for the industry and the novel concept of the U.S. digital dollar, the level of interest on Capitol Hill appears to have grown beyond the tip, <clears throat> what has typically been just a handful of legislators. And it says here, here's a chart based on what uh, the use of cryptocurrency legislation is. And it says here, 37% use of cryptocurrency of potential terrorism, money laundering, and human sex trafficking. So this is the concept. Five, oh, here we I'll just read this to you guys. Below is a chart and a high-level summary of the various congressional bills. Twelve bills addressed the use of cryptocurrency, potential terrorism, money laundering, human, and sex trafficking. Thirteen bills focus on regulatory framework and treatment of cryptocurrency and blockchain. Five bills 
promote ways blockchain technology could be used by the government and the two newest bills cover the concept of the digital dollar so guys this is important right here to see um obviously they're working on how some privacy tokens that's what i'm going to say the 37 percent is is focused on privacy tokens for terrorism money laundering human and sex trafficking so i can say right there we can kiss most privacy tokens could buy in the future when it comes to regulation in the states the next set is focused on framework and the treatment of cryptocurrency and technology and blockchain, right? And that is saying we are going to figure out a way to put this inside so it can have use cases. What is the use case for cryptocurrency? How can companies use it? And what is the regulatory framework? And then we're going to go into the five bills um, that are used to promote by the U.S. government. Okay, and so with that being used by the U.S. government, how can they use blockchain technology? What is the use cases for the security aspect of it so the government is able to use this new technology? Now, we already know they're using it, but legally, <laughs> how they can use it within the regulatory framework. And then the last 6% is U.S. digital bank, digital currency, and the digital dollar, which we've talked about several times on this channel, how... They're going to eventually use a digital dollar, definitely with China's yuan coming out this this month. Their digital yuan is being tested all over China, and um, the U.S. doesn't want to get left behind. So we see that is how it's broken up over the 32 bills, broken down right there, more focused on regulatory framework, how to promote the use of blockchain by the U.S. government, how to stop privacy coins that are doing that are causing illegal activities, and then how to use the U.S. digital dollar. So that is the gist. I'm not going to go over this whole thing, but you guys can see right here, if you choose to, um, it says even like Senator Lindsey Graham introduced the Earnings Act. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of different. I said bipartisan, um, bipartisan things here, and this is interesting here. Okay, so um, the Managed Securities Are Stable Coins Act. Um, I think that's pretty cool here. Uh, they're going after stable coins. For me, I like it. Okay, I'm just going to give you my personal opinion because when you see like the cartel of the Tether account, and I'm not going to go into USDT and how most of the volume that was pumped in two days ago was printed uh, by this USDT, which is connected to Binance and the fake volume that is going on in wash trading. That is that needs that stuff needs to be knocked out of here because I don't mind as a day trader going through and going against the uh, the exchanges per se the Bitmex um, or uh, Binance fighting against the computers I don't mind that that because that kind of gives me an edge because if this is what the computers are going to do we kind of have an idea what to do but when you have unlimited quantitative easing <laughs> with the Tether cartel the USDT then it becomes fake volume and it makes it easy to pump and dump. And that's just not good for the space. So I'm all up for a regulatory process with stable coins. Um, I think we're going to have enough stable coins. I'm all about utility case um, because if you have a stable coin. What is the difference between that and the U.S. dollar if you're just printing ungodly amounts of money? So um, that is pretty much the gist of that. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, do you disagree with my stablecoin thought process? Do you like the fact that we have stablecoins? I mean, USDC and the Coinbase already is a stablecoin that will look like the fiat, uh, will look like the US dollar uh, in Fed accounts. That's just my guess. They might call it something else, but I think that's where we'll be. So we don't need 
30 stable coins on the on the market. Um, Digital Asset Investor actually just did something pretty cool yesterday talking about Stellar and the possible stable coin. So look into his video yesterday. He did a couple videos, and that's pretty interesting. It piqued my interest. So I'm going to be looking into uh, what he talked about, Lucius Trust and Stellar, uh, Lumen XLM, and, and the combination behind an article that he read uh, off a of Steam blog post. So I'm going to look in that. Anyway, before I get on a rant, let me know what you guys think about that and the concept of the digital dollar with the U.S. government. So again, I'm going to keep this short. So I've got just a couple more things to go over for you guys today. Here's a new part, uh, a new big, big news, big, 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 big news from yesterday. NASDAQ and the R3 to create digital asset exchange platform on the NASDAQ. Guys, we are going mainstream. We are going mainstream for the traders, which will pump the volume uh, overall. And this is pretty big. So it says here, global stock exchange NASDAQ and enterprise blockchain developer, all three have announced that they have co-signed a long-term non-exclusive collaboration agreement, which will see the two companies joining forces to create a new service platform for digital asset exchanges to be built upon. According to the press release, NASDAQ will be integrating R3's enterprise standard quarter technology into its market technology business, with R3 additionally providing a professional services and support with regards to building full lifecycle solutions for digital assets and marketplaces. NASDAQ specific specified that it will be utilizing quarter enterprise to manage the complete asset lifecycle for new and existing market infrastructure options on a 24-7, 365-day basis. That's pretty big there. Uh, the market technology business is one of NAS NASDAQ's four income streams. So these guys, NASDAQ, you guys are know, are part of the uh, tech world. And I'm not going to continue to read this, but uh, they're going to give an example here that says, what um, Whitlisted, <clears throat> Corda is targeted at clients and users from a wide range of industries. A large number of, of its active participants are within the finance sector. Also, there is also, a, also, there is also, <laughs> I was like, did I read that wrong? Nope. Also, there is also a growing trend of trading-based companies being onboarded to Corda recently beyond NASDAQ. For example, SBI Liquidity Market is a Japanese Forex trading-focused business as well as being an official partner of Ripple. Instead of using, instead of making use of Ripple-backed Hyperledger platform, SBI announced earlier this month that it would be developing a blockchain impl implementation of Forex confirmation system on the R3 Corda platform in partnership with another Japanese company called CAC Co. Limited. Corda has amassed a large portfolio of high-profile institutional partners and clients, including Microsoft, Accenture, Amazon Web Services, Worldplay, and Wells Fargo. In total, the Corda ecosystem boosts over 300 participants from a wide range of industries from both the private and public sectors. As such, it is observably an actor workingly, working proactively towards supporting institutional use of blockchain. So guys, this is pretty big. If you guys don't know, by the way, uh, Quarter runs on the Ripple platform. So instead of making use of the Ripple-backed uh, Hyperledger platform, SBI announced earlier this month it would be developing a blockchain implementation of the Forex platform on the R3 Quarter. R3 Quarter is directly tied to Ripple. So I'm not sure what the point of them saying that here is, but just know all of that's interconnected. Um, and you see here, over th boost 300 participants from a wide range of industries. And I'm going to show you why that statement is important because if we scroll back to this other 
right here, <clears throat> article we just read, Ripple's uh, performance globally, they now have more than 300 financial institutions in their payment global payments network. Fast forward to this. Boost over 300 participants from a wide range of industries, from both private and private sectors. So it's right there. You're seeing the same language, same name. So that's big for the Ripple platform. And those of you don't know, I believe that Ripple is looking into, when they say all the money, they are looking into the derivatives market, and this is a step towards it. I want to let me know what you guys think. Uh, write in the comments. Say I'm crazy. This has nothing to do with XRP. I've got somebody on uh, Twitter that made a comment yesterday. It was pretty funny, and he said, um, "Hey, I saw three letters in the alphabet XRP. That means we must be bullish." You know, the sarcasm, which is funny to me because at least you guys are talking to me. So I don't care what you say. As long as you guys interact, it helps with the algorithm of the channel. And it just kind of gets conversation going because nothing is guaranteed. I like good conversation. So let's see where this goes. All right, let's end on these two these two platforms. I just want to show you two, um, two graphs here. And this is by the Cointelegraph. The Federal Reserve balance sheet climbed to $6.66 trillion this past week. Important to remember this money is created out of thin air, doesn't have a cap. Balance sheet probably hits $10 trillion by the end of the year. And then we click on this and we can see, look at that. This is, I mean, this is kind of what Bitcoin did yesterday, <laughs> two days ago, went parabolic. So this is the debt balance sheet though. Look at that. So we were here after the 2000, this is 2008 over here or 2010. So I assume we are somewhere around here, right, in debt. And then we continue, look at this. So Obama takes office in 2008, right? And boom, look at the debt. And this is without a crisis, guys. This is the Obama administration, without a crisis. Then the Trump administration takes over <clears throat> in 2016 and we begin to go down. So that's the debt was actually going down and then shut down the economy, shut down everything, COVID-19 begins to go. And then... Trump said, screw it all, let's just print money and try to keep things afloat, boom. And this should tell you this is, he basically knows the banking system is over with. As we know it, not saying banks are gone, but the banking system as we know it is pretty much over. So let's see how that looks. And then I want to show you, so we saw that going up and now we're gonna look over here at South Korea's export plunge in April. And this is by Bloomberg Business, and this is the most since the global financial crisis. So these are the Korean exports that are happening. So if we look at 2017, we can see here, these are the exports, and it's just kind of been on a downtrend. Look at this, do, 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 downtrend. And we see here, uh, this was also, and this was not a rising wedge, this was a downtrend channel, and it just broke. And if you look, that's probably just the bottom of it here, and so, 10% of the exports are going out that used to be at 30%, guys. So that's a big deal. <clears throat> Let me know what you think. Austin Ball down here writes, this is a great time for the economy to start changing more over to IT and financing the global economy. It must also be changing with the times and right now isn't a great time for manufacturing. I agree. Manufacturing jobs, not a great time, guys. So before we close out, as always, we will go over the charts, but I'm going to read some quick scripture to you, as I always do, guys. This is from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 
verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. Of course, guys, this is a new creation capital. You are a new creation, giving you a new future and a new you. So, guys, thank you for tuning in today. Before we check into things, before we check out, let's check in to things, guys, and see how the markets are doing today. Right now, as we speak, as we speak, this is 10.30 Eastern Time in the Dow. It is currently down 1.75%, sitting at 23.900. You just saw it change, down 443 points. The S&P is down 2%, sitting at 28.53. The NASDAQ is down 2.08%, down 184 points, sitting at 87.05. The global Dow is down 1.81%, 48 points, sitting at 26.15. Gold is down 0.32 percent sitting at 1688 still down from as high of 1700 plus still dropping gold oil is up 1.33 percent sitting at 19.7 dollars so uh let's see here dow this is the main article here dow down 450 points as earnings disappoint and trump threatens china with new tariffs <laughs> someone always says so show me the charts and i'll sh what does it say show me the charts and i'll show you the news in other words Things in the charts are going to happen no matter what. And people use the news because people are people. So that is pretty interesting. Let's see where we're at with Bitcoin as we close. Bitcoin is sitting at 87.82 right now, down just a little bit. Ethereum up just a little bit at 211. XRP down just a little bit, 21.6 and so forth. So not much movement since the start of this podcast, guys. Thank you so much. For tuning in. We are 10 days, 23 hours, 3 minutes, and 10 seconds from the having. Hopefully, some big things happen based on the stock to flow model. We should see something happen in Bitcoin. And normally, when Bitcoin shoots up, that's good for the rest of the altcoins. Despite the utility case, guys, wealth can happen right now. It is a good time to be in it, guys. Let me know what you think at our Twitter at New Creation Cap. Really appreciate all those who uh, converse with us and talk with us and just discuss any kind of crazy thing. Of course, you can find all of our information at thepublishedox.com slash new-creation-podcast to find all of our audio and video. Go check out yesterday's mini movie right there, The Case for XRP in 2020 by the powers that be. It is only part one and I will continue to put out content like that. So thank you, big thank you, big thank you to all those who were involved. And of course, you can check us out on all of the podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Radio Play, of course, the Anchor platform where you can partner with us or shoot me a message. And my name, of course, is Christian Israel, and you are tuned into the New Creation Capital Podcast, a place where we discuss what happens in the world today, where we talk about stories that focus on current events, the stock market, and digital assets. Guys, this is not financial advice, but of course, we like to say, make sure you buy low and sell high, guys. We are off until Monday, so I hope you guys have a great, great weekend. Of course, you can tune in on the Sunday scriptures that is recorded on the Sabbath on Saturday. But we got some good scripture time on Sunday. So please tune in if you want to get a little bit of the word, guys. Until then, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. We will see you Monday. This is a new you, a new future, and a new creation, guys. Until next time, peace and love. Later. Some, uh, can you see those?
Oh, there's two votes. Let me try. Do you see IMF holding crypto assets in the future? Oh, shit. They're over here, that's easier. You wanna take one? Go for it. The first one's for you. IMF, do you see IMF holding crypto assets in the future? I did not put that up there. Remember I'm from the legal department. I'm supposed to be very conservative about these things. Um, I don't want to go into great details about Maybe the Maybe I should take what the IMF yeah, is going to uh, do. Uh, I think we uh, stunned uh, Ross into silence with that one. For that to happen, okay, under the current legal framework, some country would have to use a crypto asset as its currency. Which goes to the next question that was on the list, actually. Will central banks issue digital currency become a reality in the next few years? Well, again, there's a lot of work being done this through by, by a number of central banks in different you know, regions of the world. You know, I think, generally speaking, many of these central banks are coming to the conclusion that they don't see the benefits right now of doing it, but they're very seriously considering the use case. And I think as work proceeds, you know, they, they become a the possibility may increase. You know, particularly the Bank of Canada with its Project Jasper uh, experiment has realized that a crypt, uh, central bank digital currency on its own um, may not offer benefits now, but when combined with other, other things like the um, security settlement system, the use cases begin to emerge. So let's keep an open mind.